Welcome to the Porn Reboot Podcast, where you get practical tips to gaining control over your porn or sex addiction. I'm your host, J.K. Amazi, Certified Sex and Porn Addiction Recovery Coach. Welcome to Episode 1, Part 2 of the Porn Reboot Podcast. Earlier, I gave you a quick informa- uh, introduction to myself and told you about the seven things that men who have successfully recovered from their porn addiction have done in order to get there. And today I'd like to talk about the common mistakes that most men make when they're trying to quit porn. And I'll keep it simple. The truth is that there are only two mistakes that hold men back. Now we can break both of these mistakes down into different things, but I'm just going to Um, If if most men could get rid of these two mistakes, their progress and their recovery would accelerate so quickly that within six months to a year, many men would be fully recovered. And the first mistake that men make is minimizing. And minimizing means telling yourself that this problem is not as big as you think it is. Now, sometimes I have guys who get on the phone with me for the first time Um, they'll reach out to me and they'll tell me something with the lines of, JK, I'm reaching out to you, but the first thing I want to say is that I don't really have a porn addiction. I have more of a porn dependency. Then I go ahead to ask them how old they are. Usually maybe let's say they're 37 years old. And how often and how long have you been watching pornography? Well, I've been watching porn since I was 20 years old on a very consistent basis. I watched it on and off as a teen, but since I was 20, I watch it every day. I was like, well, what effects does it have on you? And they'll, you know, they'll be like, well, I'm not doing what I want to do in life. I dropped out of college because of it. I was in a relationship when I was 19 years old and she left me because of my porn use. I haven't been in a relationship uh, since then. I have, um, I've picked up a bad habit of visiting prostitutes because I don't think that I can have sex with anyone. Every time I try to quit porn and I make some progress, I always replace that with something else. So I always overeat. Now, these are not things they are telling me. As I ask them coaching questions and get a little bit deeper, I start finding the patterns that indicate that it's more than just the dependency. But this is a person who, for about 20 years, all right, um, has been struggling with this problem. And for almost 20 years has been struggling with this problem, and they still don't think it's a big deal. And this is a problem that many men have. Now, you may not be struggling with it for that long, but I always advocate men taking this very, very seriously. In fact, I am against the label um, porn. I have a bad habit with pornography because with high-speed internet today, the path to becoming an addict is is pretty streamlined. It's a straight road to addiction, even if you don't have any other underlying issues. Just biologically, it's a process that will happen. So if you can get rid of that mistake of minimizing and instead for a short period of time, decide to treat it seriously. And especially if you're doing it under the supervision of a professional, let's say a counselor who has training in this, who has a lot of experience under their belt, 
and you take it seriously and you treat it like an addiction, you're giving yourself the best shot at recovery. The second mistake is not seeking help or thinking that you can do this on your own. Now, I will be the first person to say that you can overcome your addiction to pornography and to sex on your own. I have met people who have done that. However, it is best with an addiction like this to seek the help of someone, a community, a group, a professional, always. I will never advocate going at it on your own. There are some people that I do send them off to do it on their own, but it's usually based on their personality. It's because I know that they're not going to work with anyone until they failed a few times on their own. But that's a whole different um, story. But the moment you decide that you need help, that's the moment that you're going to start making serious progress. Now, admitting as a man that you need help is not weak, okay? Um, Like I said in the first episode, we have a tendency to feel that as men, if we reach out to another man for help, or even a woman for help, that somehow we are weak and that we failed. And this isn't true at all. We are not meant to be lone wolves. We are human beings, and you cannot be a human being if you are the only human being on Earth. (laughs) Okay, We're human beings because we are social creatures. We need the support of other people to get through life. And this is a great step. But let me tell you another thing. If at an early age you start believing that you can do this on your own and you keep failing, it's going to follow you into other areas of your life. And I'll use myself as an example. I started, my first career was as a uh, sales representative for a direct sales company. And when I say direct sales, I mean door-to-door sales. And I never took off in my career until... I had sought out help for my porn addiction and for some other issues that I had. The minute I did that, I realized, oh, so when you do seek out help from people who are more experienced than you and people who are are experts and people who are trained in this, you actually make faster progress. And not only in, in porn, I can do this in other areas of my life. So I started applying it in managing my money in learning how to become a better salesperson, in understanding my products better, and it improved my life. So those are the two mistakes. But what is the first thing to do? The first thing to do when you want to quit watching pornography and masturbating compulsively to pornography. Here's the first thing. You need to have a statement of purpose. A statement of purpose is this. You start by accepting the fact that you have a problem. You write down why you want to overcome it, and you vividly describe your life three years from now, living without this compulsive behavior. Why three years and not five years or one year? Well, in one year, we tend to underestimate what we're able to do in between one year and three years. And if you you give yourself a goal of five years, we have a tendency to overestimate what we're going to do. Okay. So you start by a statement of purpose involves accepting the fact that you have a problem. So you write down why you want to overcome your compulsive behavior with pornography 
and you vividly describe your life three years from now living without this problem. And the reason why I say three years is because if you give yourself a year, we tend to overestimate what we're capable of achieving in a year, and we have a tendency to underestimate what we're capable of achieving in five years. Three years is just the sweet spot because you can remember what happened to you three years ago, especially when it comes to um, large life events, big life events. Um, but if I ask you to remember what happened to you five years ago, that's where it starts getting fuzzy and you start mixing it up with different years. So what you do is you take that piece of paper where you've written down why you really want to quit pornography and you read it every single day. You constantly remind yourself of your purpose because it needs to be on your mind every single day until you overcome it. Now, of course, there's a lot more detail that goes into preparing a statement of purpose, but the key part of this is starting it because most people don't even take the step of pulling out a piece of paper and writing down their statement of purpose. That is the one thing that will make the most difference in your recovery. It is the one thing that will bring everything else that I've talked about in the earlier episode and in this episode together. Now, if you have any questions about anything that you know, I've talked about in this video, just feel free to reach out to me. My email address is jkemezi at elevatedrecovery.org. Right? Now, when it comes to a statement of purpose, there are found to be three reasons why people quit porn. And people quit porn for love, for duty, and out of fear. And what does love mean? Love means you have something in your life that is greater than you that you would like to dedicate yourself to. I have met fathers who have decided that they are going to quit porn because of their children. Because for some reason they realized that they were not being the best parent that they could be. I had um, actually, this is more than one client. I've had a handful of clients who they only sought help from someone after they found out that their children were accessing porn because of them. I had two clients who they found out that their sons were watching pornography. And how did the sons get exposed to pornography? Well, as the kids got more tech savvy, they started using the computer and going through the history. And they found it because of their father. Their father already knows he has a problem, but he doesn't want to see his children grow up this way. And that's when they decided that they needed help. And when it comes to duty, um, somebody could be a religious leader. Somebody could be a moral example to multiple people. Somebody could have a job that is very, very, a career that's very important to them. And the fact that they are watching pornography and their out-of-control sexual behavior is affecting that aspect of their life um, is causing them a lot of pain. If you are a man and you have a family and your ability to support your family financially is being destroyed because you are spending time, spending most of your money, money on campsites or you have a sex addiction and you are maintaining multiple mistresses or you're going on business trips and you're spending your money on escorts, you have a duty problem because it is your duty and your obligation to take care of your family. That's why you signed up for that. 
that's another motivation for many people. And the final motivation is fear. Perhaps you have escalated your porn use to the point where you are viewing illegal material. Perhaps you are viewing material of underage children or illegal sex acts. Or you're using your viewing material in places where you could um, potentially be arrested for, for viewing material in these areas. Or you've escalated to doing things like exposing yourself or to engaging in non-consensual behavior um, with other people. And perhaps you've had a close call. Perhaps you saw something that happened to someone else who was engaging in behavior like you. And that fear prompts you to change. That is another reason why people change. So out of these three things, fear, love, and duty, my recommendation to you is to pick one that you resonate with the most and to use that as a part of your statement of purpose. So that's the episode today. I'm JK, your brother in this struggle, and I wish you all the best in your journey. Have a great day.